Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. This is one of the uh, handful of songs that uh, they let Ringo sing the lead on. Eddie did a fine job. Yeah. Yeah. For for this kind of song, yeah. Uh It's kind of trippy. They made a movie. I never saw this movie. I know. That sounds bad. That sounds bad. Did you watch it? It's animated. It's an animated film. Oh. And is it really about a submarine? What's it about? I don't know. You you cannot watch a movie like that unless you are drunk drunk or high. And then it makes a lot of sense. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll make sure. Thanks for the heads up on that. We all live in a yellow submarine. Yellow submarine. Yellow submarine. But I, I play this because you mentioned to me, uh, and I thought that might be fun to talk about, that you have some sort of predilection for submarines. Submarine mm-hmm. movies. Yes. What's the deal? I am fascinated with submarines, and I, I don't know if that means anything. I don't know if I was a skipper in a former life or what it all means, but I am fascinated with the idea of something that large being underneath water. Yeah. Uh, and I've always been fascinated with submarines. So any movies that had to do with, with submarines or going underwater, I've always, always watched them. Das Boot. Boot operiert auf Geleitzug, an dem Boot 32 Fühlung hat. Ab 18 Uhr ist Zusammentreffen zu erwarten. Ende. The captain here talks about the U-boat. Yes, well, in the last two months, I wanted to tell you, I got on a on a um, steady submarine diet. I was reading uh, a book uh, about World War II uh, called Run Silent, Run Deep. Oh, yeah, I remember that uh, movie. read that book uh, this fall. It, and and watch the movie. Range, 1,800 yards. Commence firing. Fire one. Fire one. Fire one. I'm going to list for you all the movies I have... Okay. I have actually... I've seen some of these before, and some of them I hadn't seen before, but I watched all of these movies in the span of two months. U-571, one of my absolute favorites. I've probably seen that movie. Uh, I've seen it. I don't remember it. Um, I've probably seen that movie six times. It's really well done. The, the, 
the drama is very well done. And Matthew McConaughey, not bad to look no, at No, but you know what? I what? decided when I saw that movie that he is the worst you actor. Say, oh, gosh, you're going to make me so angry. No, I've changed my opinion of him since, but I thought he had one look in that movie, and it was always a turn. In the last great war, all ahead two thirds. All ahead two thirds, huh? A group of young Americans. Voices had the same expression. Which was what? That, that that look I just did. Which will explain it. To well, it's who just can't kind of a look it. like, oh, oh, what was that? And steal a secret. That's all he did in the whole movie. That's a stupid look he on his face. I said, gee, what range? Wow, you can oh. go from that to that. From just, A to B. That makes me cry. No, I'm sorry, but but I will tell you that since then. I now have a. Uh, I think he's he's much better. He was like the Lincoln lawyer. He's really good in that. All right. Well, so you five seventy one love that movie. Hunt for Red October. Yep. Uh, Gene Hackman, uh, right? Gene, uh, no, no. You're thinking uh, of Crimson Sean Connery. Yes. He posted a letter to Admiral Yuri Padorin, in which he announced his intention to to fire his missiles on the United States. We sail into history. I'm thinking of, of that Crimson Tide, Denzel and Gene Hackman. Yeah. Phenomenally great movie. Seen that a billion times as well. I um, remember. Here's what here's what my memory is of that movie. When, which one? Crimson Tide? Uh, the one with uh, Gene Hackman. De- so, yeah. D- Denzel and yeah. Gene. Yeah. Uh, is that I went to see it in the theater and we were doing our oh, morning. Oh, that would have been great. We to were see in the the, doing our morning show, so I would if I wanted to go to the theater, I always went to a matinee. This right. was a weekday, and I remember. Falling asleep in the movie. As exciting as it was, I was sort of half awake and falling asleep. And then somebody in the movie utters and shouts the F word. And my eyes flutter open because in my dream, I thought we were on the radio. (laughs) And I thought, oh my God, what did we just say? It was, oh my was god, what did Lisa that, just say? That's my best memory of that movie. You was, need to watch it again. It's sure. really well done. It holds up very well. Uh, I've seen Das Boot several times. Really long movie. Das Boot is is four hours long and it's subtitled, but right. one of the best yeah, submarine movies gripping, right. ever. Yeah. Um, the Enemy Below, Robert Mitchum, made back in the 50s. Eh, it was okay. The Enemy Below is a story of a duel to the death between two men. The captain of a destroyer, played by Robert Mitchum, and a submarine commander, played by the great Continental star, Kurt Jurgens. Here is the incredible drama they lived, as they played the deadliest game of all, with depth charges, streaking torpedoes, and 233 fighting men tracking, stalking, hunting each other through a thousand miles of exploding ocean. Beats me how they get men to do it. Do what? Go and sit in that coffin down there. Oh, they're not so bad off. Actually, they stand a better chance than we do in this case. It's pretty hard for one ship to surprise them. Their commander might be able to knock us off if he's smart enough. You think he is? I have no idea what he is, what he thinks. I don't want to know the men I'm trying to destroy. Gray Lady Down. Gray Lady Down. We are watching all those movies. Uh, Captain, we got a contact at 315 degrees. 3,000 yards on course 270. That's a collision course with us. I've come right to 315. That ought to take us well astern of him. Range? Radar bridge. Range to contact Alpha. Got a ship out there doesn't know the rules of the road. Bridge radar. Range 1,000 yards and closing. Contact Alpha has turned to new heading 135. Captain, he's... I know. Helm, bridge. Right full rudder. All ahead full. Sound the danger signal. Hi, Captain. 
Christ, he's on top of us. All I have flank. Captain! Throw it for us! Constable! Stable! Get the collision alarm! And then there's the there's the comedies that I, I I'm not as obsessed about like Operation Petticoat, although that is one of the funniest movies ever. If you, and I can't get my hands on it. You can't Netflix it. You can't Amazon it. What is it? Operation again? Petticoat with You're Clark kidding. Gable. No, Cary Grant's in that. Or Cary Grant, I mean. Yes, Cary Grant's in that one. You mean you can't get that movie? You can't get it. It doesn't make any and sense. I'm so upset because I, w- I wanted to watch it. Well, no offense, but it's on Amazon, YouTube, TCM. I mean, here it is. No commander ever faced such hilarious problems. Get them off the boat! Hostile women are pregnant! Look, look! Is it a lucky for us or we have the nurses aboard? I'm running a submarine, not a maternity ward! And then up Periscope. You remember that with Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. I tell you, I've been on a steady I think that's the complete canon uh, of all submarine <clears throat> movies that you've just gone And then through. there's some others that are sort of submarine but not really all completely submarine like Well, you know what I'm going to send abyss, you home? You know what I'm going to send you home with? What? Don't ask me why I have this, but I bought this box set a couple years ago. Uh, it is the TV series Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Oh, is it good? Well, it's it's kitschy, but okay. there but it, there's they're aboard a submarine. It, yeah, it, week week is after there, week. Is there? Um, and what used to amuse me about that show was it, it makes the sonar sound when it's underwater. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So that scares so, me. That's but, why I'm so fascinated. But with every submarines. week they would they would bump into something, you know, and it would make it, the the boat. Uh, the submarine rock a little bit, and, creak. and they'd fall from one side of the room to the other. It's just so corny, you know. <laughs> and and sparks would always fly out of right. the control panel. I know. I, that's what fascinates me is that they are. Uh, it, it just seems to be just a very vulnerable place to be in a submarine. Well, no I, air. I've, you I've had a chance to go ab- aboard one. Of really, if, 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 I would during love Seafair that. Week. Oh, that would be uh, awesome. And uh, the the thing I think that I would not be made for being in a you know, like six months in a submarine because I'm just too claustrophobic. I can't. Yeah. I just. I I think you could get over something like that. But that's the first thing I thought of when I went aboard. Mm. Was oh my god, this is really confined. I mean, this is yeah. not spacious. They 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 no. make them bigger now. The big. You know the nu- right. nuclear submarines, but, but the the beds too. There's only beds for half the men because half yeah. the men sleep and the other half don't. Yeah. And then you get up and Larry sleeps in the bed you just slept in, and then you got to go sleep back in the bed. Larry and they're usually just those kind of hammock and, sort of beds uh-huh. too, because they could you know yeah rock back and forth and, and so just be just rolling out of bed, storing all the food, all those issues, um, all the you know the the precautions, safety precautions. If there's any leak, you can then you know. Th- hatch off or whatever it locked down one of the airtight areas and it just is fascinating to me and i don't know if that if it's just that stuff or if there's just something wrong with me do hey you think i got it do you I, think you forgot a movie what kirk douglas as the master harpooner ned land Twenty thousand leagues under the sea lisa fish and the girls i've loved on nights like this with the moon above we love a tail and it's all true okay, james mason is in the movie too real story of the ocean depths 
begins where you left off. Is it good or yeah. is it? I've got it right over here. I'll you let do? You, yeah. you let me ha- borrow it's it? It's a Disney film. Yeah, I love okay. it. it was, All right. It's really fun. All right. But Peter Laurie's in it. Do you think there's something my, my, wrong with me? I mean, do you think, because I told somebody else this and they sort of looked at me like they they didn't say, well, that's kind of interesting that, I mean, I wouldn't expect you to be any you know obsessed with submarines they looked at me like it was some sort of like deviant character flaw. i wonder <laughs> it must have some sort of psychological meaning though maybe it's a, a, a maybe you want to return to the womb or something like that or maybe i want something else and yeah maybe you want something else <laughs> but let, but let, put yourself now if you were let's say okay lisa foster you, no, I guess uh, that would be trains. You're a member of the, the crew, and you're going to be on the submarine, and we're going to be out to sea, and we'll be underwater for the better part of six months. <gasps> could well, you, you can't. Could be you under, do that? You can't be underwater for six months. You got to. You got to. Well, I know, but bob, the, bob up but to the majority of the majority months. of the time, you're going. You mm. might be underwater. Could I do it? Yeah. Is it just all men on board? Uh, could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I, I don't. I don't, I, I don't think you. I don't, I don't think know. you can get. I, that's the other thing. I don't think you can do any hanky panky when you're on a submarine. Oh, what are you kidding me? Well, I don't. How, what do you think all those men were doing? How not, would you? Not, how would they get it done? They not, got these. Not in a big party, but there was probably some sneaking around going on. I don't know. I think it'd be pretty tough going. I don't know how you'd find, you'd find a engine rooms any are private pretty, space are pretty loud. They the. You, they're not going to go. Oh well, I guess we can't. They'll and, figure it out. They'll and, find a way. Uh, it, because I, beli- I see, again, my I have a knowledge uh, lack here. But um, you know, men and women now both uh, comprise crews on mm-hmm. on naval vessels and coast guard ships and things like that. I'm assuming that might be also true of submarines. Yeah. Well, I uh, I don't know. But but did you ever hear uh, of a submarine called the Thresher? Mm-mm. Are you familiar with that? No. I guess I should look it up, and I and I will as I'm talking about it. Well, what is it? But I'll it was look it, it up. was a submarine. Yeah, look it up because it, it, this is the thing that I always think about. If I think, well, I don't know, this was rare, but uh, it was a a submarine that was lost, oh. it lost, and uh, it's a wreck. And it was even presumably might have even been crushed. It got into that's such, what, such depths. That's what that that's what is so vulnerable that's what i mean because the most of these submarine movies that are these dramas that is usually at least at some point in the movie there's gonna be a crisis there's something that they're gonna have to deal with we can't go much deeper captain you've got to push her you've got to push her we can't go and you hear you hear it creaking and 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 a bolt will like pop off and and the eyes of the crew or there's nothing you can do you're hosed there's no you can't cut you can't cut loose and get out of there. I think it You're is. You're done for. You're I think those movies uh, uh, tap into the human yes. primal fear of suffocation. I, uh, I, I think that's part of it. Maybe that's part of what fascinates you. It, it is, it is like an outer space movie, except it's yeah. on our planet. But yeah. it is just as, is just as remote, just as scary, just as much is unknown. So the Thresher sank 50 years ago, uh, back in 1963, um, and 129 men were on board. Yeah. Um, and apparently that still remains the world's worst submarine accident, or disaster, rather, yeah. uh, in terms of lives lost. So Yeah, so it um, is rare, but but, but that, that would sit in the back of my mind. Yeah. What an awful way to go. Yeah, so apparently the, the test depth is 19, 19 almost 2,000 feet. That's where they test it to, but apparently um, the 
predicted collapse depth. You don't want to know what the collapse depth is, um, is right around. Actually, the test depth is 1,300 feet. Collapse depth is 1,950. Mm. And that's... Um, you don't want to go you know, 1,951. Yeah. No, no, that's too far. But uh, yeah, but the other, so not only that problem, but then you've got, you know, the giant octopi that are going to eat you. Is that what they do in the 40,000 leagues? Yeah. Or fathoms thing? Yeah. Giant octopi grabs you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's completely corny. Looking, I know. But it's... And then you've got destroyers. So I'm really interested in the wartime submarines because, well, all submarines, I guess, are used for, for war. I don't, can't imagine any pleasure submarines out there, except no. for the submarine ride at Disney. Land. Well, there. I think there are some use of submarines for exploring yeah. the oceans, uh, but those are kind of more uh, smaller submarines that right that submersibles is what they're called to great depths. By the way, it's, it's, it, it, that's the thing that's so fascinating to me about the oceans. Yes. When you get down to where it is complete, utter the light has never penetrated. Yeah. In the history of the planet, or at least the history of the oceans. And there's stuff and, living down there. And they find new stuff, then species they've never seen before. I mean, creatures that, uh, fish or things. And they're that, probably like, ah, you, my eyes, my eyes, because there's light. they're bringing light down with yeah, them. Yeah, maybe. They're probably blind anyway, though, because they don't need their eyes. Right. But they, they, uh, they, they then you, you, you know, you, you got these submarines down there where you think you're, there's a risk that this this metal could be crushed by the pressure Ooh. under here, then how does this little fish swim around? That right. doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, so that's amazing. my submarine. Um, well, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good documentaries you might want to check really? out too. About the, o- oh. about the oceans and things like that. And I don't know specifically submarines, but I'll bet there are. Well, a lot well, of people never think to look in the documentary section. No, of you're right. Netflix you're right. I do. Things. I do like yeah. a good documentary, yeah. but, uh, very interesting. I guess yeah. I'll have to get you a submarine. <laughs> Be nice. I go- I wanted to Google submarines a moment ago. It said submarines in Puget Sound, and the first thing that came up were five subway locations <laughs> for subway <laughs> sub sandwiches. Okay. So they've okay. they've appropriated the name, <laughs> right? Which, which kind of smells. A submarine sandwich. Uh, okay. Well, thank that's, you for indulging me on that. That's not. Mm. A, no, it's it's kind of cool. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. So uh, what else uh, to discuss here? Uh, oh. I gave you a whole bunch of cards. Yeah, and you stuff. did. Here's something uh, that kind of went by little commented on. Well, I'll, I'll jump to something else first. Okay. Uh, that, 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 since you and in, I indulged you that, you, you indulged me this, but I think it is interesting. I saw this article in the Financial Times, which is printed in, uh, which is a British newspaper, but it's about a phenomenon in the United States, and it involves a future president. A president who later would be named the 34th president of the U.S., Dwight D. Eisenhower. But in 1919, the First World War was just over with, and some U.S. generals were getting nervous and starting to fret over the growing territorial ambitions of Japan. They said, what if Japanese ships, now this is 1919, mm-hmm. what if Japanese ships bombarded the coast of California? Or, you know, for that matter, uh, came down into the Puget Sound. That's why they have those Fort Flagler and the, that they call it the Triangle of Death there. They had, mm-hmm. U.S. had had armaments there in case any ships tried to sail in. We could blast them. Mm-hmm. Never, never wound up needing any of them. Mm-hmm. But um, so what if Japanese ships came, how quickly could American soldiers be sent 
from the great bases in the eastern states to defend the territory of the West. We Could, don't have any soldiers out here? Well, we do now, but th- oh, this, but was at, this was at this time. Got it. Could they make it across country rapidly by road? And so they said, well, let's test the idea. So they put together, the Army did, a, a convoy, a three-mile-long armada of tanks. They had armored cars, mm-hmm. jeeps, you know, all that stuff, motorbikes. And they're driving from where? And they started, on, they started on the south lawn of the White House on a rainy summer morning in 1919. And they want to see, how long does it take us mm-hmm. to get from here to San Francisco? They wanted to get to Lincoln Park in San Francisco. So if the Japanese ever had invaded... They would have had a field day because it took the convoy 58 days, wrenching, wretched, miserable days to cross the country. Wow. Because beyond the Missouri River, there were essentially no roads at all. And that's hard to believe yeah. in 1919. Yeah. Tanks got stuck in sand, bridges collapsed, armored cars rolled down hills into ditches. It was just a mess. Rainstorms bogged them down in Pennsylvania. So when they finally get to San Francisco, there's... They're pretty pissed off, probably. Yeah, they're, they're... They're all cranky. They had crossed the country at an average speed of less than six miles an hour. Oh, so my gosh, if the really? Japanese had landed, they would have probably oh. fought their way across Arizona and New Mexico and maybe took taken on Texas, too, before wow. uh, they would have gotten any resistance. So Eisenhower, here, here's where he comes into this thing. He's on that convoy, and he kept a diary of it, and... The implication was clear to him even then. If if we're this great nation, this engine of commerce and industry, and yet we got roadways that are, would be better suited to, you know, the Balkans than than <laughs> this country, then we got mm-hmm. a we got a lot of problems here. So he said, I don't know how, but someday I am going to see to it that the nation has a system of roadways that is matchless in the world in size wow. and scope and scale and quality I had no idea it started with him and that's what and that's what he uh, really that became his his mission especially when he became president and they uh, they have a, a, a interstate system named the Eisenhower system ah. in his honor and next uh, time you go on a road trip now you could get across the country if you had to in a couple of days a couple yeah. of three days yeah. I don't know if you don't don't observe any speed laws yeah maybe faster than that <laughs> definitely every highway I just thought that was fascinating. There's a, yeah. There was also a, a book that David Brinkley wrote that, again, just kind of made me look at the world in a different way, and it was that uh, before World War II, Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, uh, really had uh, a lot of dirt roads and things like that. I mean, it wasn't the sophisticated Washington, D.C. we think of today with mm-hmm. the paved roads everywhere. It was it was kind of bucolic. It was sort of swampy in parts and kind of a big mess. Well, and nobody needed roads that much back then because there weren't that many cars. Right. So, yeah. although cars, you know, were becoming pretty commonplace by the time uh, World War II broke out. I mean, right. Most people had one, but um, we we didn't really kind of get our act together in this country in in terms of infrastructure until rather late in in uh, in our history and. Uh, I just think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Now now we've got everything. Now we've got roads that are breaking down that we can't afford to build and maintain. Mm-hmm. 
got new new kinds of problems. Well, we won't need roads much longer. We'll just all be flying everywhere. Yeah, with our own little private jetpacks. Do you? Um, <clears throat> that's really never, as they say, gotten off the ground. It seemed like a plausible. We always idea. thought that was going to be happening when yeah. you know. I mean, it's it's 2014 practically. So, where are the jetpacks? Yeah, where are they? Well, if you had one, would would you use? I mean, would you be comfortable using it? What do you mean? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Well, what I mean. You, I'd have say, to be. I'd have to take my jet pack driver license. You would have, yeah. You'd have to take some kind of license. But I mean, let's say you want to go down to a Fred Meyer store and buy some groceries. What yeah. you, where are you going to put them? Oh, I don't know. You have to carry them. Well, maybe you have a little um, trailer you put you hitch on the back of the. Maybe you put your bigger jet pack on to carry you and the little trailer. There's ways around it. Okay, you think it through. Okay, get back to me because I, I just see <laughs> well, all actually, kinds of problems with it. Jetpack would be fun recreationally, but impractical as a way to transport well, yourself. Well, we've got, you know, Amazon delivers. I wouldn't have to be buying anything. Well, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I suppose. All right. We so. were talking about New Year's uh, resolutions in our last uh, podcast. You said that your uh, this year. And you actually decided to start this before the new year began, was to start being on time. Yeah. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. And, uh, um, how's that going since the last time I talked to you about it? Well, it's not the new year yet. No, but since the last time I talked to you about it, how's it, going? Uh, how's it been going? Well, I've, I've been making the effort. Oh, you I, mean you're waiting till the new year to actually no, start No, not really. That? No, I've started already. Oh, okay. But, but I, okay. uh, it, I think it's going well. Um. I just, uh, I'm always fearful I'm going to slip back into old habits again. All right. Well, and a year is a long time. I know. Uh, so, but but it doesn't mean I, I will be successful always. It just means that I continue to try and make that my goal. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Now, last year, I, you had a very interesting New Year's resolution that I've actually thought about. I've thought about you on many occasions during this year because of the resolution that you made last year, which I kind of poo-pooed a little bit. And I wanted to find out how that went or if you're still doing it. And I also wanted what, to what tell do you, you... What do you think my resolution was? I don't think. I know what it is. But what, I wanted, what is it? I want to tell you that I may adopt it this year. Because I don't think I had one this yes, year. Yes, you did. This year. For this year. Last year, for 2013, your New Year's resolution was you were not going to put up with bad customer oh, service oh, ever again. Oh. In fact, not only were you not going to put up with it, you were going to make a point yes. of calling out everybody who ever gave you poor service. I think I, I broke that resolution right off the bat. I mean, I... Because then you just turn into a churlish boor. And I, I tried I just, to explain I that, that to you, and you were like, nope, dang it, people need to be, they need to know that. Well, it felt pretty strongly at it the were moment that we really, were. You were really, you were adamant about it. And yeah, I said, I know. well, maybe the gal just had a bad day, or it doesn't yeah, matter. I know, I know. I was, uh, I was very, uh, very fervent about it at that time that we were talking about it. I know you were. And I was really resolute. Uh, up to a point. And, and then, I think it's because you had just had, yes. uh, your wife had just had a really poor experience at a grocery store. So I could tell you were still really, I remember really the experience rankled now. about yes. that. It was a woman that just clearly hated her job. Yeah. And, uh, and back in the meat department, something like that. And uh, uh, we just got so worked up about it. I, and uh, 
So, I so decided, you did use some prudence in determining which... Well, we, we went to, to the manager of the store. Right. I know you did that yeah. one, but did you you didn't do every customer support. Did you do any more during that? Did you tell on anybody else during the year? Not really. But what I do is I will, uh, if, if somebody's really a sourpuss or, you know, you'll gently say, having a bad day, are you? Or something like that. It points out to them, you know what? Uh, yeah. Your be your poor behavior, your yeah hatred of your job and everything is uh, pretty evident. Uh, you might want to think about maybe not being that way. Now I I now I think there's a difference between somebody just be having a bad day or being rude, and somebody who just really isn't doing their job. Because I had a situation that came up with my bank recently, and I have not yet gone in to complain, and I will be. I just haven't gone in yet. Um, and it had to do with trying to transfer money between my business account and my personal account. Now I have one guy down there that knows me, so I can call. Asks for him. He doesn't even need my account numbers anymore. He knows me. So he'll transfer it for me. Well, this particular day I was trying to make a transfer, I was really stacked with uh, meetings and appointments that I had to do at certain times. So I only had 15-minute or half-hour intervals that I could try to make this transfer. The first time I called, he was uh, with a customer for quite a long time. I said, ah, that's all right. I'll call back in a couple of hours, which would have been my next available time to call. Next available time, this was the day before Thanksgiving. So I knew they were going to be closed for four straight days. I had to get this done the day before Thanksgiving. So next time I call, he's out to lunch. Oh, for crying out loud. All right, I've only got one more chance or they're going to close. So the final time I call, he's not available. And I said, hey, you know what? This is a, this is Lisa Foster. I just need to make a transfer uh, from my business to my personal. Could you hold, please? It's the first the lady goes, I'm the only one here. Um, you know, so how does you, your being the only one there affect what I still need to do today? Am I being... Did you say that to her? No, but I felt like that doesn't help me at all. I don't care if you're the only one there. That doesn't change. Just for, because you said I'm the only one here, is it going to make me go, oh, well then, never mind. Forget it. Just a little old me. I don't need your help. And I said, well, all right. Can you hold? So I'm on hold. I'm on hold. I'm on hold. She finally picks up. I go, yeah, I'm, I'm still looking for Larry, who handles my stuff. Yeah, he's he's not here. I said, is there anybody there that can make a transfer for me? Well, um, I talked to the banker lady, she says, and the banker lady says she can't do it because Larry's the only one who knows you. Did you hear what I just said? The banker lady said she can't do it for me because Larry's the one, only one who knows me. So this then tells me, if Larry dies, I'm screwed. I can never make a bank transfer ever again. Because apparently the bank does not have any other type of policy in place where they can verify my identification. I was so livid at that, at that reason yeah, I, I get you. I, time to get I, a new bank. Maybe, I wrote huh? it. I wrote down the names. I said I want to know the name of the banker lady. All right, and I need to know the name of the manager. All right, and I will be going in and telling them that 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 was the most ridiculous Exchange. reasoning I've yeah. ever heard in my life. You can't help me because Larry's the only one who knows me. Oh, all right. Guess I guess I'll never mind then. Well, we all we all uh, everybody hates being put on hold. But here's the deal. Uh, I think that that is going to become uh, that 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 
Well, let's, let me put it this way. I didn't mind being put on hold. No, but let me put it this way. Okay. We now live in a world, you know, you shop on Amazon. Yes. Uh, you People want stuff now because they expect things to happen now because they can happen now right. because they can get on their computer. They can, you know, get things instantly. So when a bank can't make your problem, get, solve your problem instantly, right. guess what? I'm going to go to another bank that can. And because they they're easier to deal with, there's a a chain of banks in Canada, but maybe there are some here in this country that there will be, that are open on uh, Sundays now. I'm moving to, my money to Canada. Yeah, then you to seven days a week you can go to your bank or call your bank. Now, but don't get me wrong, I was not uh, I was not annoyed that I was being put on hold. What I was annoyed at was that somebody in a senior position who was not a teller told the person who answered the phone that she could not help me because she didn't know who I was. Your and statement thought, didn't make any sense right there. You said someone who was not a teller right. told <laughs> somebody something. So a banker, because I'm thinking, hey, sister, I worked in a bank for many years and there's lots of ways you can verify somebody's identity on the phone. It, that to me was it, it ludicrous. So I'm furious at that. You got the you got the feeling that they and just said, they wanted just to you to yeah, move on because yeah. they wanted to do exactly. something exactly, yeah. and that's perfectly fine. Because, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take that logic uh, and and head into the bank and say I'm I'm very concerned that I was told this and now I you know what's gonna happen when Larry leaves? I don't know what I'm gonna do. But here's the other thing about it, and this is, again you you know this, but I mean. When you, when somebody like you or any of us are really dissatisfied, we can tell other people about it. We can we can tell them we go to Yelp or any mm -hmm. of those things. Yeah. And the bank, any company, they they don't want that. They don't want people starting to talk bad about them. That's right. They're going to want to fix the problem. So I think, you, you know, they if they don't bring you the satisfaction you want when you go into the bank, which you by the way should not have to do. Well, I have to go in and deposit some checks anyway. There's some clients that give me checks that I still have to go in anyway. So I'm going to do it when I have when I have that. But I'm going to... But tell them, you know what? Boy, you know, I hate to go on social media, but if you, if you can't provide better service, i got to tell my no, friends. No, I'm not going to... Why not? I'm not going to threaten them why that not? way. Why not? That'll make them shape up. No, they should shape up because it's the right thing to do. No, do, not no. because the I'm threatening to tell them. People don't shape up because it's the right thing to do. They oh, shape yes, up because when do. their bottom line gets affected. Well... Yeah, I'm going to be pulling my hundreds of dollars out of their bank, and that's going to affect their <laughs> That'll show. That's right. I want my $52. I'm leaving. Goodbye forever. I said good day, sir. Oh, please come back, man. Please don't leave. All right. Well, I, mean, I don't know how they're going to resolve. There's no. Re I just want them to go, yeah, that was pretty stupid of her. That's the only thing that's going to make me feel better is if they go, you know, she's not very bright. Anyway, we don't even know how she got hired here. Mm -hmm. Anything else they say, and if it's one of those canned responses I hate, yes, Miss Foster, I can see why you would be upset by this. We will do everything in our power to make sure it does not happen again. What do you think of those things when you get on uh, the phone with somebody? I tell them to knock it off. The in first fact, thing, the first thing they, I tell them, please don't do is, that. Please, please be aware that. Portions or in the entirety of this conversation may be recorded for, you know, uh, right, 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 customer service. Right, that's fine. I don't care. But what I hate is when they have a, a script like I called a bank about my house payment. It wasn't reflected on my thing. And he goes, he goes, yes, Miss Foster, I can see why that would be of concern. To you. I go, you know what? 
dude, look, you don't have to call me Miss Foster. Just call me Lisa, and I can totally tell you're reading from a script. Just tell me out here. Why isn't my payment posting? I am not I totally reading from a script, Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Foster. <laughs> I can why see, would you say that? I can see why my reading from a script would concern you. But I'm, there probably are people in real life that just always sound like they're reading from a no. script. You've got to get cut them some slack. No, you know exactly because it's the same verbiage that every company uses. Hi, how can I help you? It is very nice of you to come <laughs> to our store. Maybe there are people that just really talk like that. If so, I, I'm going to go into their store and smack them on the forehead. <laughs> Stop talking like that. Okay, finally, let's close with this. All right, all right, all right. All right. Um... This is not news. It's been out for a while now, but there's a... According to Gallup, uh, the majority of Americans now favor legal marijuana. He's a man that smokes that job. That job will take you for a dime. Once if he's still alive. When you smoke that killing job. Yay! Survey showed that 58% of 1,028 respondents supported legalization, 39% against... That is a drop for the naysayers from just three years ago when it was about 50-50. So our state at the vanguard of change in this country. Yeah, we are celebrating our one-year anniversary of legalization. How are you going to celebrate? I think you know. You know, it's really interesting because it's still something I feel like I have to hide. Um, I'm so you do a little token, a, do you? Just a little bit. I mean, I am not um, certainly um, a, a pothead. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but there are. Well, times, how do you know whether you're a pothead? Well, or there not? are times, um, you know, I I do sometimes suffer from from anxiety, very occasionally. Like that you're going to get caught with marijuana. <laughs> well, that, but you know, normally the normal medication that a doctor puts you on is a pill you have to take every single day for anxiety or depression. You cannot skip those. I don't want to be on a pill every single day when maybe twice a month I'm feeling a little eh. To me, it's, so does that work for you? It does. To me, having my little little stash and I think I'll go hit, smoke a bowlful that day, that one day I need it, or that one night, that's good for me. I don't want to have to take a pill every day. I could, but hmm. I don't want. Well, to. if it works for you, then yeah, you're not going to get in trouble. As long as you don't have too much well, of it. Well, no, I don't. I don't. And I'm too I'm, much. Qu- you, the right qu- quantity, right. but you mean at once, at well, one time, in or in your overall? possession. Now, see, I didn't think about that. Well, isn't that the deal? I don't know. I, and I, don't, it's, I don't. I don't smoke it myself, so I don't know. But I don't know. It's a certain certain, and and it, it, it's something like four ounces or something. Let's say. But in that sense, well, that doesn't sound like Boy, very got, much, but that's a I, lot. I got a lot to smoke tonight, then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what, I don't know what the, what I, it is. And I don't know. I mean, yeah. to me, it's just, uh, yeah, certainly, you know. But anyway, we're seeing a sea change in, in people's opinion about that. Yeah. As we're seeing. I feel really weird even saying that on this podcast because, yeah, that's not something I would ever have said to any, yeah. say to anybody, but, you know, I drank a Bloody Mary during this whole podcast. Yes, and, she did, And folks. that's legal, so. Um, if you if you if we did not have if we had not passed legal marijuana in uh, this state yeah would you have made the same confession uh, no I don't think I would yeah. that's what I'm saying yeah. but so that's kind of nice that it's not I don't something think you gotta I, skulk around about I don't you? yeah but I feel skul- I still feel skulky yeah so I feel a little skulky so so they still haven't set up 
these dispensaries fully. Right. So uh, who are you buying from? Same guy I've always getting it from <laughs> the past 20, 10 years. Would you mind making an introduction for me? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm gonna, it's going to be interesting to go down to these dispensaries now because they've. Uh, it's going to be a whole different way of, 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 of consuming it and purchasing it. Before it was like you got what you got. Hey, my friend's got some Maui Wowie. You right. want some? Yeah, right. I'll totally take that, dude. Ooh, that's nice. But one Sweet Jesus, You gotta now, talk like that too. Now, right? <laughs> now you go in and you've got a menu. If you're feeling, if you want to feel pretty, you want to smoke this. If you want to feel smart, you're gonna smoke that. Going in, going into the two up to Arby's. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's designer blends out there now. So that kind of takes away from it a little bit. I kind of kind of liked that it was something that you know you just sort of did privately and uh, nobody had to know about it, and you got what you got. And, and if they Starbucks. Oh. Starbucks it, then you're gonna have oh. you get to learn a whole new lexicon yeah. of language. And you're gonna get a loyalty card where you get a little mm-hmm. punch every time you go in. Yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish the old days were back. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Join Pat and Lisa online at Peculiar Podcast's Facebook fan page, on Twitter at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Peculiar.